two, one. Let me flip this around so they're not looking at my mug first thing. <coughs> Capture that guy. Oh, wow. Anybody out there? It's brown bag time. Harketh. <laughs> Anybody on, Barry? Any predictions? Because, you know, we can do predictions a lot, but the problem is <coughs> the first person that comes on isn't necessarily always the first. There's Connie. Now, here it says Connie's first, Patty's second. Hey, Patty, hope you guys are doing better. Connie, good to see you. Connie says yo. Patty says hi. That sounds like a song. Daddy sang bass. Um, we're over by Chesterfield Airport today. We're just going to not even try to... Watching the, uh, watching the skies because there's an air show this weekend. I think I see Lisa Galeata in there. So I can't <laughs> tell. I think there's Jim and Patty. I can't tell there's Connie. I can't tell who that is. Because the icons are so small. So small. <coughs> and I bet, Barry, it could be a light day. You know why? It's okay. Because. Hey, Lisa. It's nice out? Because it's nice. Yeah, it's very People nice. probably blew off work today. Yeah, Grandma sure. Judy. What's up? Ronnie Smith's there? Hey, Babu, how are you, brother? Hey, Ronnie. Ronnie's there. We can't wait to see that new truck building in the honor of your dad. It's actually pretty cool, Barry. Ronnie won't have any tires left on the back of that thing. I guarantee you. <laughs> I'm going to give it another minute or two. And then we'll get started. How are you guys? Everybody doing all right? We're at eight. I mean, you guys know by now. I like to wait until double digits, if possible, to actually start. And if not, we'll do it anyway, because it's okay. <coughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We're lost one, so we're going to go ahead and do this. <laughs> so here we go, guys. Too blessed to be stressed. Connie says amen to that. Yeah. And be anxious for nothing. But instead, make your supplications with thanksgiving known to the Lord. How about that? I like it. Be thankful. Nafuna, how are you? Okay, so guys, anybody that knows me and Len, or is it Len and I? Anybody that knows Len and I, we love to drive. Uh, we choose to drive, number one, well, it used to be more affordable until the current state of affairs happened, but nevertheless, we like driving uh, because you see so much more when you're driving, right? Um, I guess you could choose to fly into Colorado, but you, you, you miss a lot of things on the journey to get to Colorado. Oh, yeah. It's easy, too. yeah, right? Mm, so you, it'd be easy to stand at the base of, say, Pikes Peak and jump and land on the top and go, oh, this is an amazing view, amazing this, amazing that. But what about all the toil and the stress and all the sweat, blood, and tears that it takes to get from the bottom to the top? Sometimes that's where the real lessons are in life, right? It's not necessarily the destination, but it's the journey that gets us to the destination. <clears throat> so I think about all the things that Lynn and I have seen on our trips over the years, and we've traveled tens of thousands of miles all over the country uh, pulling a camper and seeing all kinds of things. Now, if we would have flown, of course, we would have missed breakdowns. We would have missed flat tires, Barry. Oh, yeah. We would have missed crabby kids. We would have missed crabby spouses. Hey, Debbie and Suzanne. Of course, we would have missed that. But a lot of times, that's where life's lesson. And the funny thing is, 
the longer that you live, the more that you remember those detours, those side roads, right? But recently, it's been brought to my attention that, uh, and this has happened on more than one occasion in my walk with the Lord, where you find yourself going through the routine of reading Scripture. You wake up, you read Scripture because this is what I'm supposed to do. And I think the danger in that is you miss the glory of the journey. You miss, you miss the... Uh, the, the treasure that can be found by taking your time and just going along rather than at jet speed how about this Barry at car speed or even walking speed recently while traversing through the book of Ezra that very thing happened because I purposed at the beginning of the book reading this book that I'm gonna take my time I'm gonna take if you will the scenic route can you hit that one because uh, Maybe I have missed something uh, over the years of reading it. And the book of Ezra is an amazing book. Obviously, I'm going to give you a treetop version. Many of you know. Many, some of you don't. That's fine. So the book of Ezra is a, a book that describes Israel coming back from bondage or um, being under subjugation. Actually, the Babylonians took them captive. And since that time, Assyria has now become the dominant person or uh, country on the world scene. They've taken over Babylon. So uh, King Cyrus gives the decree to allow Israel to go back to the native land and to build the temple. That's what's going on here. Well, initially, everything's going great. And the book of Hag Haggai actually ex expands on this. But Ezra and his uh, band of uh, Israelites start building the temple, but they're getting a lot of pushback, a lot of trouble. And when they finally, it's a long story, but, uh, and it's not relative to today's teaching, but this is today is a lesson in a lesson. The first lesson today was take your time in reading the scripture because you never know what kind of treasure you're going to find while you're taking your time and you're taking the scenic route. Too many times we blow through the thing and we can't wait to get to the top of the mountain and we forget the journey getting to the top of the mountain where a lot of beauty and a lot of, uh, a lot of nuggets can be found on your way. That's lesson number one. <clears throat> The primary lesson in this comes from while I was doing the very thing that I'm talking about. I was taking my time and I'm asking God to show me something that maybe I haven't seen before. And he showed me because while they're rebuilding the temple, they're getting some pushback. And now the uh, building has resumed. But watch this of the temple. If you turn to chapter 3 and verse 12. Now what was going on? The original temple that was built by King Solomon, Barry, must have been something. Oh, yeah. I mean, this temple, the original temple before uh, Jerusalem was sacked, was amazing. I mean, even the Queen of Sheba came and saw this thing. It was just like, it would have been a jaw dropper. Yeah, it would have been. It was more than she had heard of it. it, it, it she had yeah, heard it was amazing. But when she saw it for her own eyes, she was like, wow. Yeah. Well, anything, this been, by this point, it had been raised to the ground. It's no longer, it's been hauled off. Israel's been hauled off from their disobedience, and now they've been sent back to rebuild the temple. But here's the problem. When they start rebuilding, it wasn't what they had heard. Now watch this. In verse 12, it says, I'm going to back it up to a little bit on verse 11. With praise and thanks, they sang this song to the Lord as the temple was being rebuilt. He is so good. His faithful love for Israel endures forever. God had made Israel promises. And thank God for that we serve a God that's forgiving because it wasn't dependent necessarily. He loves Israel forever. They're going to go through this chastisement that they're coming back from, from their disobedience. 
But right now, it's a time to celebrate because they're back in their, they're back home. They're beginning to rebuild the temple where the Lord inhabited in the Old Testament. He is so good. His faithful love for Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout, praising the Lord because the foundation of the Lord's temple had been laid. You know, there's a time to celebrate Mary, oh, yeah. it, it was an amazing time because after all this, after all the naughtiness, after all, all the exile into a foreign country, through, through God through King Cyrus sent them back by a royal decree and said, let them go. He's king of Persia. Let them go. I think I said Assyria earlier. Anyway, let them go back and rebuild the temple. So here they are. Everybody's just like, yeah, this is amazing. But, but. yeah. Many of the older priests, Levites, and other leaders who had seen the first temple wept aloud when they saw the new temple's foundation. The others, however, were shouting for joy. The joyful shouting and weeping mingled together in a loud noise that could be heard far in the distance. I'm going to read it one more time. I'll talk about that. In the backdrop of your spirit, remember, I'm, I'm asking, Lord, show me something different. Because I'm reading this, and you know, a lot of times we've read so much over all the years of being a believer, we have to ask the Lord to wake us up to the beauty that's in the Scripture. Give me a nugget that would show me something different than what I'm used to seeing. I'm done. I want to take the scenic route here. <clears throat> but many of the older priests, Levites and other leaders who had seen the first temple, wept aloud when they saw the new temple's foundation. The others, however, were shouting for joy, and the joyful shouting and weeping mingled together in a loud noise that could be heard far in the distance. Okay. I read that several times. And as I was praying through it, I was just thinking, okay. And the Lord kind of showed me something. And I thought it was really interesting. You know, when you first come to faith in Christ, Barry, everything's brand new. Oh, yeah, it's amazing, excited. right? Yeah. You couldn't wait to tell everybody about it. And if I'm honest... When you first come to Jesus, you find it easy to follow all of his commandments. Mm -hmm. You can follow it like to the T. Because you want to change. You, you want to change right. and you recognize, man, I've got a new foundation. His name mm -hmm. is Jesus. And it's you find it, and at least initially, somewhat easy to follow the Lord's commandments. The more that you more, the more that you start growing, the more that you know, you realize this is a tougher thing than I thought. Right. And things start creeping back in. Right. And sometimes in the foundation in your walk with Jesus, Christ is our foundation. Paul says, I can't lay any other foundation other than Christ Jesus. Right. Others may build on it, but I'm not, I can't. Right. So sometimes in our walk with Jesus, your temple takes hits because we're in the New Testament. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God inhabits us. We are the temple in the, in the, in the New Testament, in the old covenant. God inhabited buildings. But the scriptures say, I don't inhabit uh, dwellings built by man. Right. But what happens in our walk, and God kind of showed me this. I hope I can convey this because it's a spiritual thing. Um, through my life, maybe yours too, at different times, your temple has taken hits. Maybe you've allowed things into your temple that had no place in being there in the first place. Maybe some bad habits. Maybe some uh, habits from your past. And slowly over time, you've compromised and, and allowed things into your temple that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Or maybe you've taken a hit like from the outside and it caused your temple or your foundation to shake a little bit right and maybe god has come along at a season in your life and bulldozed it right down to the foundation that is christ and maybe you've 
begun to grow again, your faith in Jesus. And maybe you're not so cavalier or flippant. Maybe you're not so, so full of bravado to go around and tell everybody else how they should be living. You're more content with, hey, I'm going to get my stuff together. Now, the footprint, maybe it looks a little bit different. You're not that, uh, maybe you're content with being a little fish in a giant pond. And when you first come to Jesus, you know, the first temple, you just want to go out. Everybody's going to hear about this. So I think what God showed me was <clears throat> be content with where you are. And, and like these guys, these malcontents were like, this isn't anything like the first temple. Why would they were more concerned about what the temple looked like than the God that was in the temple. Yeah, the right. God in the temple yeah. is a huge. It's not supposed to be the temple. We shouldn't be looking at the temple, the person. We should be looking at the God and the person. And I think what Israel made the mistake of is thinking they somehow um, had earned God's favor. They had earned, like, we're God's favorites. And whatever we do for God, he's going he's gonna to bless us. God delights in obedience, not sacrifice. You can build the biggest temple and you can have the most perfect walk. You can compare yourself to other. We do it all the time. I do the same thing and I'm working on it, right, just like everybody else. Hey, Kathy. Just like everybody else, we're working on this. So I think at this point in my walk, and my temple's been bulldozed a few times, right. down to the basics. Paul said, I forget all that. You know, I don't worry about what's in the past. I press on. And I think by past doesn't necessarily mean um, that he's letting go of the bad things. I think sometimes we need to let go of the accomplishment, the good things that's happened in the past too, because we should go on to know nothing else except for Christ Jesus and make the most of him. Not our temple, not our walk, not our ministry, not not all the things that we've done for the Lord, All not all of our accomplishments, not all of the fact that God has uh, um, allowed you to become free from your addiction, although we should let people know, but always be pointing to the one that's in the temple, not the temple itself. You know, because if you looked at us, we're living fairly clean lives, Barry. But I'd also like to say, don't look at us. Don't look at our temple. Look at the God in the temple because he's the one that made it possible. That's so we're right. not really worried about impressing people. We're more uh, concerned about connecting to people to the God that's inside this temple and, and pray that God would see him and not us. I think that's what God showed me, Barry, and I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm missing a lot because, you know, when God speaks to you, it's on a personal level, and you can't put, at least I can. I right. guess maybe thinkers like C.S. Lewis right. and guys that are smart yeah. or super, God's blessed. He hasn't blessed me with the ability to take the words necessarily when he gives me a thought and put it on um, out there for everybody else. But if you get anything from today, I pray that you would look closer when you read Scripture. Don't just, if it takes you a week to read a chapter, and I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to slow down, slow Barry, down. because I would have missed this little nugget right. if I would have been blowing through. So I pray that you would take your time on this journey, and I pray that you would be persistent every day, going back, banging on the door like the persistent widow and saying, Lord, what do you have for me today? Can you show me something today? Even if it's not a big thing by other people, it doesn't matter because like we've just been talking, it doesn't matter. It, what matters is you getting in touch with the God that inhabits your holy, your temple. That you do your best to please him today, not people. Paul said, I don't worry about people judging me. Paul didn't want to be. We're marching for an audience of one. So lesson one, take your time. Lesson two, make the most of God that's, that's in your right. temple. Right. Let me flip this thing around here, Barry. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Interesting, in the, earlier in the chapter, right before you read that, it said that the... Uh, the Levites were in charge, and they were only 20 years old. Hmm. So you had the young guys out there rebuilding the temple, all excited, singing for joy. And the old guys are going, hey, man. Wow. This isn't what we had before. This wasn't what we had before. But I think 
I think a lot of times people get complacent because you're afraid of change. Change is good. Most of the time, it's a good thing, especially when God's asking you to change or he's showing you a way to change your life. Remember, he wants to help you. He's not against you. Change is a good thing to shake it up, slow down. You know, even when you, uh, which we all do it, well, I'd like to think all of you guys are doing it. When you do read it and you're doing it out of obedience, sometimes you don't get anything out of it because you're like, man, I only have a half hour for God today. I got to hurry up and go, 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 go. But you're still reading it. Right. But the beauty of the scripture is it'll speak to you every time you read it or 10 years from now you'll go back and read this same chapter and it'll say something different to you that's the beauty of god's word it's always never changes but there's always something there every time you read it but like you said our our temples have been knocked down we've taken some hits but yeah. you know what it's stronger the foundation yeah. we're on a good foundation now we don't drift around like 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 we're on the waves drifting around from thing to thing we don't get real high but don't get real low it's our our walk is starting to be a little more steady as we're been in this thing for quite a while now so it's it's easier to stay anchored to christ than it is to just wander zigzag all yeah. over the place you know so i would just say kind of like you said just stay in it it's a long journey don't be afraid of the journey god shows you something go for it take a leap of faith and go for it if he's speaking to you go do something go do it just see where it leads you because it'll be good especially if it's from him it'll be really good and if it's not maybe he's going to show you something else that's even better so don't be afraid of change yeah Change is good. Change is good. Yep. Love you guys. Have a great week. Have a good weekend. And maybe we'll see you tomorrow.